For those of you that are just joining us, you're in the right place. Uh, we're going to talk about liquid staking today with a great panel and great hosts. We're just waiting for some folks to come on board now. Apologies for the lack of music. We'll hopefully have that sorted out soon, but stand by. We'll make up for it with a great space. Yeah, I think it's fair to say we're all disappointed you're not doing more to entertain us. I'm really holding really? back, actually. I haven't <laughs> up, but you know, I think at this point, anything more that I do than talk will probably scare scare people away from the space. So, I know that we do have the musical prowess of Dean Tribble in the audience. So maybe next time we'll have to hire him out for some uh, pre-space conversation about uh, music uh, uh, entertainment. Acapella. And we are still waiting for one of our panelists to come, so we'll give it just a, a few more minutes. John, did you make it up? I sent you an invite. I'm not sure if I see you there as a speaker just yet. How's it going? Everybody's doing great. Hopefully everyone's doing great. Doing good on our side. Thanks. How are you doing, John? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, this is a pretty busy week at Stride, and I think next week will be even busier. So lots of fun. Fantastic. All right, we have one more coming up, and we're just about ready to go. So. Hang on, folks. Uh, give us one more minute to the next uh, panelist is up. Uh, once they confirm and do a little mic check, off we go. We'll let uh, Rick and Fred take over. Mikhail, could you just give us a mic check, please? Hey, hey everyone. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. I think I'm audible. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great to me. Loud and clear. Hey, Bob, check your direct messages, please. Okay, Zaki is here. I think we have everybody on board. Uh, Rick Sweet. and Fred, Fred, take it away. Sweet. Excellent. Thanks so much for your help in rounding people up, herding cats, organizing, and just dealing with the logistics that always seems to come with these X spaces. Um, first off, everybody in the crowd, welcome. Welcome to the very first 2024 Inner Protocol uh, online event. And this is the second installment of our Hot Topic series, where we bring together some of the best minds from around the space to talk about a particular hot topic. And today's hot topic is liquid staking. Uh, so we're going to jump into that in just one second. We're gonna go around and, and ask each of our guests to introduce themselves and to do a quick introduction of themselves and the projects that they work on. Uh, um, so why don't we start off with with Stride, John? You're here on behalf of Stride. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us about Stride. Uh, yeah, of course, definitely. Uh, my name is John Galtz. I'm the head of strategy at Stride. Um, Stride launched at this point about a year and a half ago. Uh, we do liquid staking for Cosmos tokens. We support ten Cosmos tokens at this point, and there are many more to come. Uh, we have. Uh, Pretty high TVL, around 100 million. Our ST tokens are integrated on DeFi applications throughout the Cosmos. 
And uh, yeah, that's Stride. Looking forward to this conversation. Excellent. And thanks for being here. Um, how about, uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Please correct me if I do. Nashka, shall we talk Celestia? Yes. Hi. Um, I'm a researcher uh, doing protocol research at Celestia Labs. My name is Nashkew. And Celestia launched last year. Celestia is a data availability layer um, enabling um, cheaper data availability for rollups and building on the modular stack. And of course, it's also a proof of stake uh, common PFT chain. So uh, liquid staking is relevant there as well. Thanks, Nashkew. Uh, how about Persistence? Mikhail, you are here on behalf of Persistence. Introduce yourself, please. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Mikhail, and I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Persistence Labs. Uh, we are building a purpose-built uh, purpose layer one for maximizing liquid staking yield. Uh, so everything around liquid staked asset issuance to using those assets to, to generate yield. Uh, that's that's what we are building. We've been in, in the Cosmos ecosystem for about more than more than four years now and uh, very excited for everything that's happening in, in the Cosmos today. Yeah, excellent. I think everybody's looking forward to 2024. Uh, Zucky, please introduce yourself and tell us about Somalia. Uh, Zucky, co-founder with Christy of Somalia. Um, we have been, uh, we've been, Sommelier's like uh, dominant use case um, is uh, sort of participating in the, uh, in the Ethereum liquid staking ecosystem, uh, which is like sort of most of our TVL uh, is doing liquid staked ETH things, um, like providing liquidity, providing leverage staking, et cetera, uh, into that market. Um, uh, it's been sort of interesting to see this, right, the relatively slow growth of these use cases on Cosmos and interested in talking about. Excellent. Kind of a dream date panel to talk liquid staking. So this is awesome. Uh, and then finally, your hosts today are, are myself. My name's Rick and Fred, and we're with the DCF, the Decentralized Cooperation Foundation. Uh, just a reminder to everybody that's on this call or might be listening to the recording. Uh, we don't offer this content as financial advice. Uh, it's offered purely for the education of our community and for debate and discussion. Uh, so with that brief disclaimer, uh, Fred, I'm going to hand it over to you. Right. Let's just uh, jump in and start talking liquid staking. And uh, we're going to go into the weeds. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of technical discussions today with the knowledge we have on the panel. It's, it can go pretty deep, but maybe we start with just kind of a, an explainer questions to kind of get everyone up to speed. The uh, liquid staking market is currently saying is around 33 billion market in crypto, but most of the uh, Cosmos assets really uh, remain uh, staked, not liquid staked. And 87% of that 33 billion is, is Ethereum, it's just ETH. So there's a lot of opportunity here, uh, but let's talk about a little bit what is liquid staking and kind of get some explainers going on. So I thought I'd start with uh, Mikhail and uh, why don't you kick us off and explain what is liquid staking and how does LST work with uh, persistence in your, your ecosystem for liquid staked assets? Yeah, no, th thanks, Fred. I, I think it's it's an important question. And uh, if, if the listeners here are familiar with staking, maybe I don't need to go into that, but very briefly going into staking. Essentially, if you're an Atom holder, you lock up your Atom to secure the Cosmos Hub. Similarly, you can replace Atom with any other POS asset, and you can replace the Cosmos Hub with any other chain. 
and you get staking uh but with staking comes a big issue which is uh your assets get locked up so when you stake your atoms they're locked up uh until you unstake it now the process of unstaking is not very straightforward when you unstake it you don't immediately get your atoms back that's kind of how the security of the chain aspect plays uh, plays a role but when you unstake your assets it takes about 21 days for most networks uh, this is a configurable parameter so it could change from network to network but most cosmos chains uh, have a 21 day unbonding period so for those 21 days you don't actually have access to your atoms or you're earning any staking rewards now that may be a problem for certain people in in the ecosystem who are, who are looking to do something with their assets or, or if you're looking for instant liquidity you don't have that so that's where the concept of liquid staking comes in obviously that is one part of why you need liquid staking the other part is when you stake your assets they are locked up you don't earn anything additional like you you don't generate additional yield on top of your staking rewards you just earn staking rewards and that's it and in some situations that may not be enough uh, you would want to earn more and more yield like you look at you know back in 2020 uh, when i think defi summer had just started in, in ethereum people were farming like 3 4 digit aprs apys but obviously that's not sustainable but cosmos or atom stakers were generating about 8 to 10% 12% uh, staking rewards which is comparatively not not good enough so you want to be more capital aff- efficient and that's kind of where liquid staking comes in so in the example of liquid staking if we just take take the example of let's say dydx uh, for which uh, persistence peace stake will be launching liquid staking very soon uh, with stk dydx if you have dydx tokens instead of staking them directly you deposit it onto peace stake which would then stake it on behalf of the user and in return issue a, a staked representative token which kind of acts like a receipt or a or a valet ticket which you can then use you can you know there and there will be secondary markets for for this token so stk dydx is is the representative token in this situation or st dydx in strides case q dydx in quicksilver's case and you could essentially just swap your stk dydx or st dydx at any given point in time for dydx uh, from a secondary market so you don't actually have to wait for the unbonding period but in the background since your dydx was staked by stake or stride or quicksilver you're actually generating staking rewards as well uh that's a very simple uh example of liquid staking with persistence our objective is to one issue the liquid stake tokens on the persistence chain so p stake is the protocol uh which is comparable to stride for example or or quicksilver or or any other liquid staking issuance protocol and after p stake issues these assets these assets then can be used to do various things like you could lp it you could borrow against it and that's where persistence comes in where there will be additional applications on the persistence chain on top of which you know you could use your liquid stake tokens to to generate additional yield and and that's the objective yeah great thanks for that that's definitely a lot of information that gives us a good overview of the the top level what liquid staking is so um that makes me think of a question for john We hear a lot about something called liquid staking module and maybe you can explain what it is and kind of how that impacts a uh, stride for us here. And uh, yeah, listening to, oh. real quick before you uh, jump in with the answer there if if anyone's uh, listening and has questions just uh, hit the chat button in the Xspaces here and go ahead and ask the question and uh, that way we can uh, pull it up at the end because there will be time for questions. So sorry about interrupting you there John. Go ahead. Uh yeah, well the liquid staking module is a technology, sorry. <coughs> It's a technology on Cosmos Hub that launched about 6 months ago now. 
And uh, it's a unique uh, piece of liquid staking infrastructure that the Cosmos hub chain happens to have, but uh, no other chain that I know of has anything really comparable to the liquid staking module. And the way it works is, um, as Mikhail was describing, um, if you have a POS token that's staked, uh, to, to get it back, to unlock it, there's an unbonding period, which can be from 14 to 21 days. Um, in the case of a DYDX chain, I've heard it's 30 days. Um, that's the longest unbonding period that I've heard of in the Cosmos. Um, on the Cosmos Hub, it's 21 days. So it's a bit of a, there's a bit of a switching cost. Like if you've got your staked atom and you want to go to liquid staked atom, you have to unbond for 21 days and you miss out on 21 days worth of staking rewards, which could be considerable if you had a lot of atom. Um, so what the liquid staking module does is it simply allows you to go directly from staked atom to liquid staked atom. And uh, it's really simple to say that. Um, it, it's kind of like a, a really simple thing, um, but, but it is pretty remarkable because like I said, no other chain has this. And uh, in theory, now that the Cosmos Hub has the liquid staking module as of six months ago, um, in theory, I, I think maybe you would have expected a lot of staked atom to go into liquid staked atom. Um, but the reality hasn't uh, quite matched that. Um, when it was first launched in September, um, Stride experienced a small uptick in Atom TVL, but since then it's pretty much been flat. And um, really, the liquid staking module has not resulted in a um, really significant amount of staked atoms switching to be liquid staked. Um, we can talk about why that may be, but I don't want to monopolize the time too much. Um, one thing we have seen, though, the one really interesting thing is. A lot of people use it to exit staked atom positions. So instead of going from staked atom to liquid staked atom, which they may want to hold, they, they use it to sell their staked atom without having to wait uh, for that 21 day unbonding period. Um, it kind of seems bad on paper. It seems like at a moment's notice, every single atom that's staked could be instantly unstaked and sold, which would have a detrimental effect on the, uh, the price of ST atom and the pegged atom um, detrimental effect being a bit of an understatement. But uh, I just want to point out something interesting. Um, the, the Stride blockchain has um, IBC rate limiting. So it's actually impossible for there to be a, a massive um, conversion of staked atom to uh, liquid staked atom and then sell that on osmosis on a single day. Um, it is rate limited. You can only do so much. You can only IBC so much ST atom from the Stride blockchain in a given 24 hour period. So it's good that that rate limit is in place to prevent a possible mass exit if the price of atom were to, you know, instantly go down or instantly go up very high. Um, so yeah, that's the liquid staking module in a nutshell. Um, Great. One cute thing about people using uh liquids like using the liquid staking module to do this is in basically they're currently paying the cosmos hub uh community pool for this privilege um because the cosmos hub community pool is now the biggest um liquidity provider to of staked atom on both neutron and osmosis um so when people are like i would like to take my uh staked atom convert it to liquid staked atom sell my liquid staked atom um and then uh and then uh 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 and then exit quickly um those swap fees accrue to the cosmos hub community pool um which currently is the biggest lp um and then also it also creates like profits for people who want to 
arbitrage this by um and so you we we you do see like a pretty there's a pretty constant amount of of activity on both the liquid staking module and liquid staking in general on atom but there isn't uh there has not been the expected surge in usage of or like you deployment of capital from staked atom into of like liquid staked atom into cosmos protocols definitely and that actually is a great segue uh zucky for the next question i had and that is we're talking about liquid staked assets but now there's also liquid restaked assets and that has been made popular by the eigenlayer uh, which we can come to later but uh we kind of bridges or layers between Cosmos and uh, Ethereum. But Somalia recently became one of only two protocols alongside Pendle to be added to the LRTFI category on CoinGecko. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how liquid restaked assets work versus liquid staked assets? Yeah, so um, there is, so restaking um, is definitely a big, is definitely a, a sort of trend in the industry that is showing up. Um, in some senses, the Cosmos Hub uh, was also first to this uh, trend, which is, uh, you know, we Cosmos Hub launched Interchain Security, which is a form of restaking, uh, where atoms are staking other uh, and uh, are securing other blockchains. Um, but on Ethereum, um, there has been this giant surge of enthusiasm because of a protocol called Eigenlayer. Um, which is uh, currently pre-launch, um, but in anticipation of the eigenlayer launch. Um, so the, the hierarchy is, um, so you have staked ETH, which is natively staked ETH, so no delegation, no liquid, no liquid staking, withdrawals were enabled last year. You have that layer of the system. Then you have liquid staking, um, protocols like Diva and uh, uh, Lido, et cetera, um, whole set of protocols that provide uh, liquid staked assets. And each of those assets has uh, um, has uh, has a uh, each of those assets is like like represents its own sort of non fungible unit of risks. Then there is this. Uh, then Eigenlayer is accepting um, both natively staked ETH. And uh, 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 um, uh, liquid staked ETH, where people are opting into new slashing conditions on top of the uh, original slashing conditions that are in the base layer of Ethereum, uh, where this ETH can be uh, slashed for doing other things, which you are on an opt-in basis. And then for some set of slashing conditions, um, you can build a liquidity pool on top of that, where your natively staked ETH and your liquid staked ETH is now liquid restaked. Um, and you get a new asset. Um, and so there is this uh, 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 layering effect um, where yields go up as you go up the layers of the system. Um, and it is a, a bit, it is kind of like a form of uh, leverage uh, on your staking yields. Um, and so, you know, liquid staking has been very popular in general from, uh, uh, so there's like, conventional leverage staking where you're actually borrowing the underlying stakeable assets. So you like, like uh, staked ETH is the most popular uh, uh, form of collateral on all ETH lending protocols because people produce uh, Lido staked ETH, then they borrow ETH, then they stake it again. It's a way of boosting yields. Uh, the, the people get worried about this because of the risk of liquidations, um, which is a manageable risk, but it is a thing. Um, 
And then, and then you have these systems like uh, liquid restaking, which are becoming very popular right now um, because it is leverage without liquidation. Yeah, very and cool. I, yeah, if I can jump in to add something, um, as you pointed out, Zaki, it is a common thing for people to say that Cosmos, you know, does things a long time before Ethereum gets around to doing them. And so, since the Cosmos Hub has native restaking. Like your atom is being used to secure the Cosmos hub chain, but also Neutron and also Stride. That means all atom LSTs, like Stride's ST atom, persistences, or P stakes STK atom, they're actually liquid restaking tokens already. I mean, we've already been using these liquid restaking tokens for a long, long time because if you're holding ST atom, you're getting um, a staking reward from Cosmos hub, which is mostly inflationary. Um, you're getting um, also the ICS fees that go from Neutron to Cosmos Hub to Atom stakers, and you're getting ICS fees from Stride Chain that go to from Stride to Cosmos Hub to um, Atom stakers. So it, it's pretty interesting, uh, and I think most people probably don't realize that you know the the stuff that Eigenlayer is talking about. Everybody's hyped up about it. Eigen hasn't even launched, but we're already doing it here in the Cosmos native restaking and then therefore all atom lsts are actually atom um lrts liquid restaking tokens so pretty interesting what's going on that helps a, a lot explaining what's going on there um so let's move on a little bit to uh nash q when it comes to celestia we saw that after the successful launch and excitement around tia token that very quickly, Milky Way came to market, offering the staked TIA to users with the Milk TIA. Uh, over 40 million in TVL as of last week and 15,000 daily active users. So clearly there's a lot of demand for this. How do you see liquid staking playing a role in the proliferation of Celestia and TIA across the ecosystems like Cosmos? And why do you think there's such a demand for it? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, I see that not only in Celestia, but for every relevant proof of stake chain, you should theoretically see a high demand in LSTs. Because if done correctly, a LST is a superset of staking, right? Liquid staking is a superset of staking. So if the user has both options, they in theory should pick the liquid staking option, right? Because you know you have to now the option between a uh, a liquid stake token and or a, a liquid staked token and because you have a voucher for the stake we can circumvent the undelegation period by selling the stake token uh, in the open market and of course this is um, non-custodial right so it can be held in different ways which includes in custody but a custodial one cannot be held in self-custody so in theory if you have both options, I would say that um, the it, you, you can always think that all of the stake is in liquid form. So now you can ask yourself why is LS uh, like LSTs not so prevalent in Cosmos as in Ethereum, for example? And I had some like thoughts on that, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but if you are going through um, liquid stake token in Cosmos right now, then you are losing voting rights to the native asset when you are staking. Um, and governance is something the Cosmos ecosystem has been very passionate about in the past. So maybe users are missing this. 
And the second thing would be that um, the thing that keeps users to stake natively are, I don't know, like possible financial incentives in the future that uh, liquid stake users would not receive if we like look how it was in the past. Right. I think that's a that's a good point, uh, especially on things like uh, voting and and finances and and uh, yeah, even things like airdrops and such. So let's move on to some use cases based on what you just said. Is uh, we, we talked a little bit about use cases, and we have a little bit of uh, understanding of what to, uh, what these are. But let's go specifically. So let's ask each uh, person: What is the best use case you can see for LSTs? Or what kind of DeFi Legos do you see that this enabling, especially in the Cosmos ecosystem? And I know that you can go kind of visionary and spend a long time on this. But let's try to keep it maybe like one minute or thirty, you know, seconds a, a piece. Just kind of like what's the highlights for LST use cases that you see in Cosmos? Uh, uh, Mikhail, we'll just, uh, kick off with you. Yeah. Uh, sure. Thanks. Thanks. I think the most there are obviously a bunch of layered use cases depending on on your risk appetite and what you really want to do uh but for me the best use case i've seen and not just in terms of like how exciting it is but also in terms of it, it playing out exactly the way people expected it to was the steeth kind of you know uh the the whole loop that was created with steeth where you would use it on Aave and and borrow eth and and go long again and keep looping that that process, I really enjoyed doing that myself as well. And I obviously comes with a lot of risk, but uh, I think that's the most exciting way to earn uh, staking rewards, just have exposure to a lot of staking rewards. And we haven't seen that play out as well as it did for STETH uh, prior to, you know, in the Cosmos ecosystem. But I think it's still one of the most exciting use cases. Obviously, there are other use cases like restaking. And, and I think John did talk about it quite a bit. So. I won't go into that, but those two would be would be exciting use cases for me. I, I think if we can play out the whole scenario the same way it played out for ST, it could be exciting, obviously, without the cascading liquidations. Okay, great. Uh, Zaki, you're always good for some uh, visionary use cases. What, what do you see coming to Cosmos for liquid staking use cases? So, um, I think... Okay, so... Here's here are the hypotheses that are out there. Um, so hypothesis one is uh, that the population of let's say financially sophisticated users um, that are in the existing Cosmos community are orders of magnitude smaller than the um, uh, uh, populations in like the EVM community, um, which I think accounts for like. Um, just like the lower usage of DeFi integrated with or like the slow rate of growth. Um, the other thing is, is that Cosmos DeFi is actually is pretty immature still. Um, you know, we've Cosmos DeFi has only really expanded outside of like lending or uh, trading as a use case um, uh, significantly in the last like six months. Um, and so everything's kind of new there. I think the biggest opportunities are going to be, though, the extent to which we start seeing these like leverage without um, liquidation type economic models um, emerging in Cosmos. Um, uh, uh, in for Cyborg and Informal just put up this blog, uh, this post uh, about Atom Wars uh, on the Cosmos Hub forum, 
um, which is basically an opportunity to start locking uh, liquid staked Atom um, in a new governance layer for the Cosmos Hub, um, where there would be presumably like leverage um, to get people, which would basically like govern like these new systems would be like sort of liquidity allocators um uh and they would be able to help drive uh utility and liquidity and volume across apps uh in the cosmos system and that people would be able to use that would be a sink for liquid staked atoms that doesn't um that uh doesn't have this like leverage component um and so i think this is like a big is like probably the biggest missing piece um in our like ecosystem is is driving adoption is the is like the creation of these kind of leverage without liquidations um kind of structures um and then increasing maturity um and hopefully more financial sophistication from users um and probably and hopefully like apps starting to uh, preferentially advantage users who are more sophisticated and doing more things other than staking um, in their uh, uh, airdrops to Cosmos users. Because, like, if you are building a DeFi app in Cosmos uh, and you airdrop all your all your tokens to stakers, you are not going to get any more additional users uh, to your new DeFi app. Whereas, if you uh, airdrop to people who are like LPing on Osmosis, uh, uh, holding inner protocol vaults. Um, uh, uh, collateralizing on UMI and uh, and Mars with like liquid staked Atom, uh, using ST Osmo, like being in ST Osmo pools, trading on Lavana. That's your population of actually like of like that's like going to easily convert to being active users. Um, so I also think you know, and so I think these like shifts are likely to happen. Um, and liquid staking ha was likely to grow, but it continues to be a struggle. Yeah, that those are some uh, great ideas. Uh, let's keep going. And Nash Q, you want to uh, give us some ideas on your use cases? Um, I think one use case. Let's maybe not go into DeFi. That's maybe a little bit more novel. I haven't heard of yet. Is that normally in an LST, the governance decides the valid asset distribution, and if you have good valid and good governance. That means, um, let's say, by example of Lido, there is a quota on geographical decentralization on how much stake is allowed to be uh, like owned by any particular uh, continent or jurisdiction, or like how much is allowed to be controlled by one legal entity, um, client diversity, cloud versus bare metal, stuff like that. You can actually get a quite a quite a good um, decentralized set of validators and. Not only in theory could the users receive a, a certificate that they staked with the validator, but the validators could also receive a certificate that they are part of this um, validator set distribution, right? So um, I could think that um, if you have the certificate, then you can use that for um, restaking primitives because there's a problem um, where let's say in eigenlayer you have um, some operators, how do you know that those operators are not a, the same entity, right? And you can reuse the work that uh, the purposely good governance did um, to already bootstrap a um, validator set that starts off uh, with the same distribution. 
because of the certificate. So that's maybe another use case that people haven't talked about yet, or maybe they have, I missed it. Um, but another thing that I wanted to quickly mention is that uh, I'm not sure if you can still loop staked ETH and ETH with the other loop, because in theory, uh, if you have an efficient market, the um, the the thing that you're paying on Aave for ETH should equal the amount of yield that you're getting through LST. So you would loop without actually receiving um, more yield. So Don't correct me if I'm wrong. You can still loop uh, ETH on Aave. Um, Somalier is the largest looper of ETH on Aave uh, in a single contract. Um, uh, and why that efficient market hypothesis has not played out is continues to be a very interesting mystery. Uh, but there's still hundreds of millions of dollars of capacity on that loop that are not used. Okay, interesting. Thanks. Yeah, very interesting. So, uh, John, don't want to uh, skip your use cases, please. Uh, I know those were some pretty interesting ones. Do you have any additional ones you can tell us about? Uh, not really, but uh, to contribute to the conversation a little bit, um, there's definitely a lot of capacity left for uh, leverage staking for um, Cosmos liquid stake tokens. Um, Adam on or Adam ST Adam on UMI, I think. Um, definitely Osmo ST Osmo on Mars on Osmosis. Um, a fair amount of capacity there for looping it if you're interested. Um, also, one thing I want to pick up on is uh, I really like what you said, Zaki, about how. Um, you know, moving forward, uh, it would be better. Like we're definitely in an airdrop season right now. Everybody's talking about points and airdrops. It's like half the stuff you read about on Twitter. Um, it is really good to see a lot of projects moving toward not just, I mean, a lot of projects in the cosmos moving toward not just airdropping to uh, stake tokens, but also including liquid stake tokens, wherever they may be. Um, it, it's a significant accomplishment, I think, that Stride has, uh, in the past year, secured um, the Neutron airdrop, the Dimension airdrop, and the upcoming um, Ether airdrop. Um, not like Ethereum Ether, but the new Ether chain coming to uh, Cosmos AETHER. Um, Stride has secured those airdrops for um, liquid staked Atom, uh, which is good. And uh, Nash, I think you had a really good list of some reasons why liquid staking hasn't really taken off in the Cosmos. You mentioned the um, the um, well, people would forfeit their governance powers if they liquid stake, and governance is very important in the cosmos. And then airdrops, you mentioned using a euphemism. Um, I would also say another thing is um, liquid staking uh, didn't exist in the cosmos for a very, very long time. So a lot of chains like Cosmos Hub and Osmosis had already been live for quite a long time before the advent of liquid staking. And people had kind of settled into their ways, like with staking and but so something interesting I'd like to see, I'd like to see if uh, Celestia is able to avoid these pitfalls that we've seen in the cosmos vis-a-vis um, -vis liquid staking and actually using uh, tokens on chain rather than just staking them or trading them on sexes. I think with Celestia, there isn't as big of an emphasis on on-chain governance. In fact, there's a de-emphasis on on-chain governance. So you're not like governance power isn't as important. Um, if you have maybe liquid stake Tia 
And then um, liquid staking is an option for Tia, like almost right out of the gates. Tia is still a very young chain and people can, um, like people are still acquiring habits, I think. Like all Tia holders are new Tia holders. And then um, the third thing is, it would be great to see more and more of uh, airdrops uh, going to stake Tia, also going to uh, different forms of liquid stake Tia. And um, at Stride, when we launch our STTIA uh, liquid stake token, that's going to be a big emphasis, trying to get these airdrops. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really great point. It gets back to the, the governance and the, the voting side of it as well. So that's th those are definitely some of the reasons that the liquid staking on Cosmos is really doesn't have quite the volume. Um, but do we want to uh, dive into that a little deeper? Uh, is there Are there... Other reasons, why is there simply not bigger uptake in users for these uh, liquid stake atoms? Um, Ducky, do you have any uh, additional thoughts on that specifically around uh, what the uptake uh, could be or, or what could we change to make this a little bit more interesting to people? Um, what could we do to make this a little bit more interesting? Well, as I said, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing that Cosmos needs really is use cases for liquid staked atom that don't involve liquidations. Um, right, right. And I think I have, I have lots of ideas for them um, where like, for instance, you know, you uh, uh, like stake your, you like where you have DAOs where you stake your liquid staked atoms um, and like, you know, some percentage of your atoms get contributed into like some sort of pool that the that the DAO allocates. Like one of the things that like with Atom Wars that I think is really important and exciting is like moving to a model where um uh where people are um uh moving to a model where um people are um sorry, moving to a uh, moving to a model where like there's a some combination of like public capital, essentially like inflation from the Cosmos hub and private capital that's being uh, 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 like sort of used together to uh, to like grow the pie, so to speak, in the ecosystem. I think um, there's, I think there's going to be, I think the other thing is just going to be like more like, I think the risk reward um, is going to evolve over time. I think like one of the big benefits that just uh, Ethereum DeFi has is that like a lot of these protocols, like confidence in them was built. Um, so, you know, like Levana has been like a really growing protocol for use of ST Osmo and SD Atom, uh, where people are speculating on the Atom and Osmo price while holding um, uh, while holding uh, 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 yield-bearing collateral. I think yield-bearing collateral is like a really exciting thing in like perp protocols. Um, uh, you're starting to see more and more uses of that across many of different perpetuals markets. But then, you know, Levana got exploited and, you know, LPs uh, uh, took a relatively large haircut um, uh, on there. And then, you know, this stuff is, is going to be just a question of being like battle-tested. Um, uh, Interprotocol has been around for a while, um, uh, but people need to people need to start playing with it, get more experience using it, uh, et cetera. I think there's just like a lot of use cases that need to be um, fleshed out. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's some really good points and gets back to the 
the the key. But we we keep talking about Adam. Obviously, Adam is is key to Cosmos and the largest. But could the answer be that we're maybe not offering the right staked assets? So Nash Q with a staked DYDX coming and other assets like Tia, do you think what would bring liquidity rather than focusing on Adam and Osmo? Uh, looking at some uh, other these other tokens and, and getting larger uh, market caps coming in. What's your thoughts on on that? So yeah, um, I think I'll just like repeat one thing that I said is that every relevant proof of stake chain should see an LST uprising because one of the things is also that it is inevitable, right? You cannot stop the creation of an LSD in a proof-of-stake chain. You will always see a custodial or multi-sig version if the tech does not support something more decentralized. But of course, right, if you're looking now into stake assets, the more DeFi integrations a asset has, the more central exchange listing it has, the deeper the liquidity is, the more popular an LSD will be. And you can see this as a somewhat monopolistic force because of the uh, network effect that LSTs inherently have. Okay, great. Yeah, that's... With, uh, with that, I want to uh, give Rick some, uh, some time here to ask some questions as well and not hog the entire stage. So, Rick, do you have some uh, ideas for some questions you'd like to hear from? Yeah, thanks, Fred. Thanks, Fred. I appreciate it. I wanted to flash back to uh, Eigenlayer, which was mentioned earlier in the discussion today. You know, early this month, they they announced themselves as, you know, the philosophical bridge between Ethereum and Cosmos. Um, and Zucky, I saw that you joined Sriram and the Eigenlayer team on the Bell Curve podcast to talk about this. So how about we come to you first? Give us a quick summary of, of what they mean by this, the philosophical bridge between Ethereum and Cosmos. And your thoughts on if restaking can really provide another security la security layer for Cosmos app chains? So I think like one of the things that has been a sort of um, practical difference between the Ethereum ecosystem and the Cosmos ecosystem has been this Cosmos has had this like native a validator formation mechanism with the staking module um, where, you know, we have 80 plus uh, validator sets um, that exist within Cosmos. Um, people have used a thing that they have confidence. You can, you know, log into apps like Kepler or Leap or Cosmos Station and see like all of the different yields you can earn from all of the different app chains that like all of the different app chains you can secure. Uh, how to how to participate in them, how to select validators. If you think about Ethereum, there's like nothing comparable to that in Ethereum, that that world, right? It's like Ethereum staking, Ethereum liquid staking showed up. Um, it is a thing. Um, uh, when you think about yields in Ethereum, you typically think of DeFi yields. Um, you don't think of of stake of like yields for securing any, anything other than Ethereum. Um, most uh, tokens that have been stakeable for running nodes and involved node operators um, on Ethereum have kind of had, none of them have survived, like pretty much the only example I can think of, of like an Ethereum ecosystem chain that has like a lot of uh, staking and node operators and stuff like that uh, is the Polygon Matic token. 
which uses Cosmos Tech in a layer of it. Um, but again, not really. Uh, like there hasn't been a, a, a there. There just isn't these like strong network effects. There aren't, isn't distribution. I think we're starting to see like a real uh, uh, like I think on both the like there's two. Uh, uh, um, 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 the there are two uh, layers to this um, system. Um, one layer of the system is um, is that like you know in a world where eigenlayer exists, I think we're very likely to see a world now bootstrap on Ethereum where there are going to be user interfaces where people who have ETH or staked ETH. Um, are going to see like a whole set of opportunities. They're like, you can deposit your stake deed into this liquid restaking protocol. You can deposit your stake deed with the, into this AVS, have a whole bunch of different yield options, different tokens that you'd earn yield in, et cetera. It's going to look, it makes Ethereum start to feel a lot more like Cosmos. Say the, 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 um, the, 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 a similar thing is also that like those node operators are going to need software to run. Um, and what is the, the most mature, if you need a consensus system, the most mature consensus software that can be spun up and run by node operators that hundreds of different validators all over the world are all familiar with, um, is the Cosmos stack. So you're likely to see a lot of Cosmos stack software, um, uh, evolving or like being connected to the eigenwire system. And then I think another reality, another aspect of the system is likely going to be that like, um, you're going to start seeing, uh, like, there is a lot that the Cosmos ecosystem can learn from the Ethereum ecosystem, just about how to build these, like, user experiences that, like, really activate people, get people excited, et cetera. Um, I think, in general, like, growth has been, like, a weakness of the Cosmos ecosystem. Cosmos ecosystem has always been very good at, like, gigabrain technical development. Um, and very and like like underperformed from a user experience and growth and growth strategy point of view, um, and so you know as you start seeing, like as you know, there's going to be this sort of interplay between Adam and ETH and the Adam Economic Zone and Eigenlayer um, around you know how different growth strategies uh, play out, and generally everybody learns. Like the the pool of knowledge grows, and like the entire ecosystem grows as well. Thanks for that. It's it's always great having your depth of knowledge and context on these calls, man. It it adds a lot. Uh, Mikhail, what's your take on the future of restaking and LRT Phi? Do you think we're going to see this on Cosmos too? Yeah, I think we have already seen this in Cosmos. Again, I'm maybe wrong here, but. You know, there's a very interesting experiment that happened with Terra. I, I think the Alliance module is very much, it enables something like restaking very closely if you look at it. Uh, I remember, and, and I don't quote me on this, but I remember AMP Luna, which was a, a liquid stake token for Luna, was onboarded as an Alliance asset. Alliance module is basically where two chains have this Alliance module and you can create an Alliance between the two chains by whitelisting the assets from each of these chains to be staked on another chain to secure the other chain. So essentially what happened was AMP Luna became uh, an alliance asset. And I think Kujira adopted the alliance module from Terra. And 
Amp Luna was used to secure the Kujira chain. Uh, now, how much that took off or, or did not is something I'm not aware of. But I think that was the first insight into Cosmos restaking. So I, I do see this already happening. What could be very exciting now is, you know, uh, there's a lot of ST Atom that Stride has issued uh, already existing. Uh, you could essentially create a line, have a Lions module on Stride and, and an Alliance module on some other chain and use ST Atom to secure that chain, essentially becoming a subset of a consumer chain, right? So you're securing, Stride is securing, uh, side, Stride is being secured by the Cosmos hub and issuing ST Atom and also lending out security from that ST Atom to another chain, uh, which which enables that as, as a whitelisted stakeable asset. So it's already happening and I see that, I believe that's going to happen a lot more because it just creates exciting dynamics. So yeah, I think the future of liquid restaking is, is obviously, it's, it's going to be a powerful tool. Uh, whether it plays out positively or negatively in, in the longer run is, is hard to tell. Obviously, you know, I think Nashke mentioned wherever there's, there's a free market that can be created, will be created. So it remains to be seen what happens with that. But I, I, I don't think it's going to like really blow up, but there may be some, some after effects. So I still see it happening in Cosmos where people will uh, do such exciting things. That was that was so bullish and optimistic right up to the last two sentences. Uh, hey, John, what uh, what Stride's point of view on this? Uh, yeah, well, I can't exactly speak for Stride. It's like a decentralized protocol. But um, as a Stride contributor, I could speak for myself for sure. Um, yeah, I would pretty much echo what uh, Mikhail said. And um, also, I would uh, reiterate one of my uh, previous comments uh, in this space. Um, everybody's very excited about Eigenlayer and it's generating a lot of hype and getting a lot of attention. But um, these kinds of wacky restaking experiments have been going on in the cosmos for quite some time with um, the native restaking through interchain security on the cosmos hub. And, um, and then the alliance module, um, as Mikhail mentioned, and I would also throw into the mixed Barra chain, Barra chain, which is going to be a cosmos layer one that is going to be launching quite soon. It's going to have um, proof of liquidity consensus. So instead of staking tokens, you're going to be staking essentially LP tokens, representations of liquidity on the DEX. Also, I read today that um, Initia, Initia is going to be like a roll-up as a service chain with a hub in the center similar to, to Dimension. Um, they're going to be doing something with similar to, to, to Baratain with like um, proof of liquidity, like the liquidity on their DEX is going to be securing the chain. So um, just a moment. I mean, if you think about what's going to be happening, like imagine take Adam, for instance, Adam is being used to secure the cosmos hub, but also simultaneously stride and neutron that's restaking. And then you make a liquid stake token of Adam, which is ac actually technically, technically, I suppose a liquid restaking token because it's restaking. And then you take that ST Adam, you put it on a liquidity pool on either bear chain or initia. And then you take those liquidity those um, LP tokens, you use them to secure the chains. And uh, I don't even know what's going on. Like this, this one unit of economic value is being used all over the place with like a derivatives and rehypothecation to secure multiple chains. Um, so yeah, who knows what the future holds. Um, but one thing is for certain, Cosmos is definitely at the frontier of restaking. And the most crazy experiments are going on in the Cosmos right now. The Cosmos is much farther ahead than Eigenlayer.
I mean, not in terms of like mind share or economic value, but just in terms of like experimentation and seeing what's possible. Totally. The, the creativity and the mechanism design that's happening around this space is super impressive and it's really fun to be part of. Okay, I want to shift gears just a little bit here as we move to the close of the conversation. We've talked a lot about the positives around liquid staking, but we also need to talk about the other side. Uh, are there risks? Are there downsides that we see um, for people out there in crypto ecosystem in general? Um, as we continue to lever up LSTs, then LRTs, et cetera, are we, are we building a house of cards? Are we putting people at greater risk? Are we creating systemic risk? Um, and so really an open question to everybody uh, is, what do you think that, what do you think of those who say that this could cause systemic risk if it continues to grow and it potentially impacts things like decentralization? Uh, is it possible, for example, that LST providers could become too powerful? And let's let's start with Nash Q because we didn't get a chance to speak to you uh, in the previous question. Sure, thank you. Um... I do think that every LST that is too big can be a systemic risk. And I also believe that because of a monopolistic force that every LST will become big. And this also like maybe originates that the redelegation system is currently broken, where you can change the validator set, the majority of the validator set in one block, which means that if an LST controls a large portion of the stake, they can easily attack the chain. And now you can like decide, okay, how does the LST actually govern the um, validated asset distribution and what are they using? There are different options. And I believe that governance, there needs to be some kind of governance that actually is controlling it because if you're gonna leave it up to the user, then it will be a more centralizing force because um, stakers pick parties that, and only on like a couple of dimensions, right? Um, which validator takes the most risk, has the best brand, has the lowest cost of capital, maybe operates in the safest jurisdiction. So, and all of those are concentrating forces. So I, that's why I believe um, in the Cosmos ecosystem, we see such a top heavy distribution of stake because the user um, is choosing which validator to stake to. And if now governance decides um, in some more decentralized way uh, with some quotas um, like Lido, for example, then you have the question of, Okay, does now Lido governance control the validator set? And then you go one step ahead, then you introduce dual governance, right? But you also don't want to, the best user experience for a liquid staking um, token is to just stake and forget. I don't really actually want to participate uh, in governance. So there are different kinds of levels that will, um, that you have to, Keep in mind, if you actually want to have a safe um, liquid staking protocol, and I do believe in the end, uh, every proof of stake chain is relevant, goes into that direction. Um, so I am very excited to see all the um, 
possibilities and all the governance mechanisms that will be proposed to actually combat uh, centralization risk and keep also values maybe that are not completely um, fully uh, shared with the Cosmos ecosystem, but maybe um, with a rollup user that wants to uh, keep trust minimization. So a bunch of variables that you have to actually keep in count. Does anyone else on the panel want to speak about the risk that the users need to be aware of or that the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole should be sensitive to? Yeah, um, I'll definitely speak on that. Uh, I would say um, with a liquid staking protocol such as Stride or P-Stake or Milky Way, um, there are certain things that protocol can do to make itself more safe. But then again, there are other things that are completely outside of our control. For instance, because we're talking about decentralized systems and it's all permissionless, uh, anybody can mint as much ST Atom as they want, for instance. Um, they can use it to secure a chain however they want or put it in a leverage protocol or you know, any leverage protocol can spring up and have their own parameters and things can go wrong. So there's a lot of economic um, maybe bad ideas that people could do permissionlessly with LSTs and there would be nothing that the LST protocols could do about that. Um, however, there are a bunch of things that LST protocols do control and Stride in particular, um, I'm sure other ones as well, but I can only speak for Stride. Stride tries very hard to mitigate um, whatever risk vectors uh, we can. And some of those would be just basic auditing. Um, auditing is obviously always important, but I think it's especially important for a liquid staking protocol where it exports so much, um, so many tokens to other ecosystems and it becomes kind of a, um, a security dependency. For instance, there's there's so much of Stride LSTs on Osmosis. If anything happened to Stride, that would not be good for Osmosis. So Stride, um, we do we've done I think three audits. We do continual auditing. Um, we are very very um, obsessed with security. It's our number one concern. Just technical security. Um, we have rate limits, um, IBC rate limits for our chain, and then there's also the government as the the governance aspect. Um, that's one thing that liquid staking protocols can have an effect on, something that we can control. One thing that Stride does to limit, um, well, we with the, the tokens that we're delegating, we delegate them across the set to try and minimize um, centralization, like being top heavy, as some speakers have mentioned. Um, so like what we do on the Cosmos Hub and Osmosis is we spread them out evenly across the set, not with every validator, but we have 25% of our stake in each 25th percentile uh, of the validator set. So there's just as much going to the top uh, 25th percentile as there is on the bottom 25th percentile. And that helps to you know, make the chain itself more decentralized. And of course, Stride, uh, my last point here, Stride is a decentralized protocol. Um, we are not a smart contract on a chain. We are our own chain. So um, we don't have to worry about the base layer. Uh, that could be a security dependency if you were just a smart contract liquid staking provider. But since we are the whole chain, um, yeah, the Stride token is pretty well decentralized or distributed rather. And um, there's really no multi-sigs involved. I mean, a couple here or there, but not for anything that have to do with like the underlying logic of the liquid staking. Um, so yeah, we do what we can. We are obsessed with security. 
Um, we try and be as responsible as possible. But I think a key point is these are all permissionless systems and people can experiment them, experiment with them in various ways. And, you know, things could happen outside of our control, which is, you know, probably one of the really fun aspects of crypto. Like you never know what people are going to do because it's all permissionless. Yeah, sometimes fun, sometimes not fun. But obsessed with security is good. I wish we heard that more. Um, look, we are at the top of the hour right now. We said we were going to keep this to an hour today. With everybody's permission, we're going to run over just a little bit, but we're going to alter the agenda slightly. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask one more question, and then we're going to shift it over to Fred to do the Inner Protocol monthly update, and then we're going to wrap up. Uh, we haven't been getting many questions today, but if you have questions, go ahead and drop them into the chat, and we will answer them via our account on X. So last question, you know, this is after all an inner protocol community call. Um, I'd like to ask, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to start with Zucky on this. I'd like to ask Zucky for his thoughts on how inner protocol vaults relate to a liquid staking strategy. And, you know, what's the opportunity there? How, how can people interact with inner protocol vaults in a sensible fashion to take advantage of this? Or how can inner protocol modify what it's doing to better take advantage of this? Zucky, thoughts? So the largest form of collateral on inner protocol today is staked atom. Um, uh, there is work going on to add staked Osmo support to inner protocol. Um, I think, um, I think the, like, it is right now, the best opportunities for growth for stable coins in general are through, um, uh, staked, like, uh, liquid staking collateral, right? Um, it has become a huge form of collateral on maker. Um, it is just it's a it's it's a huge form of growth. And there's a huge diversity of use cases that like come with having a stable coin that has um uh uh liquid staking collateral. Um there's uh you know it is a great source of essentially decentralized collateral. Um it's you know it's it's a form of collateral because it's natively yield bearing um that can really compete against you know the idea of like uh, these stable coins is like sort of wrapped uh, off-chain dollars. Um, so like the you know the wrapped USDC narrative, it's re it really competes against that. Um, users can do many things with their uh, 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 with these liquid staking things. Um, it allows you. So one of the things that's sort of an interesting difference between like using a stable coin versus using um, a, a money market. Um, for levering up your staking is that if you're moving through the stable coin, um, your uh, like your debt essentially in the position is dollar denominated, um, while your staked asset is you know is essentially atom denominated. So your earning yield, um, uh, which assuming that like you know the atom price is fixed, um, is you know essentially giving you more. Your collateral is worth more and more. Um, so you know your LTV essentially goes down. Your debt is uh, in is dollar denominated. So now, if you are doing a leverage staking loop, you both are earning higher yields than you would be if you were just staking atom. But you also have um, the uh, uh, you also have the uh, um, you also have the ability to you essentially have a levered position in the underlying asset, um, which is different from having a money market account. Um, so if atom prices go up, um, you also are getting the benefit from your leveraged, levered atom position in, in addition to the additional yield. 
um, you're generating. And for some reason, this like reality is very apparent to people who use Ethereum. Um, in addition to all the other things you could do with the stablecoin, like you could take your staked atom position and then uh, uh, you could take your staked atom position and then speculate on, you know, Cosmos Bean coins and whatnot, um, or, you know, do various other things or, you know, exit the Cosmos ecosystem altogether or, uh, you know, do various things. There's like a lot of different portfolio management applications here. Um, and it is interesting to me to see how much slower the uptake is um, on all of the Cosmos stablecoins, whether it's Membrane or Inter, um, that accept uh, liquid staked Atom as collateral uh, relative to like the patterns you see in Ethereum. Nice. Thanks for that. Does anyone else want to talk about Inter Protocol vaults in relation to this topic? Okay, let's uh, go ahead and move on since we are over time at this point. And Fred, I'm going to hand it back to you for the Inner Protocol monthly update. Great, thanks for that, Rick. And yes, Inner Protocol, my uh, pride and joy there. M monthly update: we have some uh, definitely some great updates this month, but there's more coming next month as well. Well, one of the highlights to look at is the vaults that we were just talking about have had the parameters changed. Inner Protocol has the Economic Committee, which enables these changes to happen more in real time rather than through governance votes. And you may now uh, put Adam into your vault at a 160% minimum collateral fee down from uh, about 190. And the liquidation ratio is 10% lower than that at 150. And the other uh, fee that's changed significantly is a stability fee. So it was 2.5% for the, the first part of Inner Protocol when it was first getting going and now it's down to 0.75 percent stability fee so that's uh, a, a great change there and staked atom has the same thing where it's been moved down so now you have a minimum collateral ratio of 170 percent and 10 percent lower than that for liquidation and the stability fee is the same 0.75 percent so some great moves there and th those are being uh, always continually reevaluated by the risk committee the economic committee and will change as things uh, develop. The other uh, announcements to look at uh, from a technical standpoint, there's Leap Elements integration and auto wallet provisioning. Leap Elements means that when you're actually getting ready to put your vault together, you can transfer in different assets as part of that process via IBC and not have to uh, get the, the, dest the uh, source Atom or staked Atom in advance, you can actually do the transfers as, as part of it. And same with the auto wallet provisioning. You used to have to set up the Agoric smart wallet, as they called it, beforehand. Now it's part of the provisioning process, and it has been reduced down to, I think it's uh, one IST that is, is used uh, towards that. The other announcements that are coming is there was a signaling proposal that Stride, thank you very much, posted in the community forum for ST Osmo, and that is uh, going well. It's passed, and uh, I see it testing on the uh, the test nets, so that's great. And then uh, there's also a um, signaling proposal that's live and ends in about nine or 10 hours for STK Adam to add that as a, a vault collateral as well. And uh, if you don't, not familiar with the vaults as much. The reason that the parameter changes matter, the stability fee is uh, what the protocol charges and receives as income for uh, providing the uh, the IST that is minted. And so by reducing that, it reduces your uh, overall uh, cost for uh, minting the uh, IST over time. And then the collateral, 
collateralization ratios, reducing those means that you're able to mint a larger amount of IST for the same uh, initial asset like Atom or, or staked Atom. So it uh, allows uh, higher leverages to, to happen there. Um, if there's any questions on that, happy to answer them. And next month we'll have uh, even more uh, announcements of exciting things that are coming. Cool. Well, I think that's it, man. Let's 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 wrap it up and let everybody go. All right. I guess that's on me. <laughs> First off, thank you all of our panelists. We really appreciate you joining us today. Great discussion. Uh, some things for people to think about. And what I love about it is there's clearly a lot of opportunities in this space yet. Uh, plenty of places for builders to build and for ecosystem to grow. So thank you very much to all the speakers and thank you to everybody in the audience who's attended. We'll be back next month with more great content. And that's it. We'll see you online. Bye-bye, everybody. See everyone. Great space. Thanks, everyone. See you next month. Thank you. Bye-bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace. Stacked and non toxic just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps clowns white knight and all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers Drumming the streets, yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.